All right. Well, I don't want to say we're messing around over here, but if you've been messing around and you need to detox, uh, make sure that you uh, listen to the last 25 minutes of this program as we're talking to a naturopathic physician, Dr. Gaetano Morello, and uh, his information about detoxing his body, whole body detox, which is available over the internet, Amazon.com, and uh, Morello is M-O-R-E-L-L-O, M-O-R-E-L-L-O, and uh, Gaetano is spelled G-A-E-T-A-N-O, and he is with us on the phone today. Uh, as we were talking right before we went to the short break, we mentioned a question by Carol on the phone, on the email, and uh, uh, Dr. Morello, thanks so much for being with us. I know we're limited in our time, but we just have to make it a part two and a part three at some point in the future. <laughs> have you had a chance to uh, think about some of the questions that she I, had? You know what? I, I wore the question. <laughs> I can just ask them again. Sorry. Well, that that's really a setback that you didn't think about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. The first question was, and I don't know if we have time about it, but uh, she asked if you know anything about the popular Acai Detox Weight Loss Program. The second question uh, was, is there a positive or negative effect on detoxing for persons having hypothyroidism? And uh, uh, she had a heart question. If you were familiar with pulse pressure and how would detoxifying affect or reduce high pulse pressure. Okay, so okay, I got them. All right, so uh, the first, yeah, the ICI uh, weight loss, uh, ICI detox weight loss program. I'm, I'm not familiar with. Um, again, detox program should always follow uh, the scientific treatment for detoxification. That's to minimize toxic exposure, ensure optimal health, optimize bowel health, strengthen antioxidant reserves, improve energy production, enhance phase one, phase two enhance heavy metal detoxification. That's the protocol to utilize. One ingredient cannot resolve these, these, these issues. So, Excellent. Uh, Excellent. So that's yeah. the, that. the second question was about hypothyroidism. hypothyroidism if detoxification. Yeah, it can be done, but again, you have to do scientific detoxification, and that, would, that could uh, be a benefit to hypothyroidism. So if you follow those protocols, and remember, you must adjust the digestive tract first, uh, but then see what benefits you can get with the hypothyroidism. Uh, but everybody can be uh, can benefit from a scientific detoxification program. And the last question was about you know. Can I, I before you jump on the last question? Yeah. Uh, I I know that there are people who sometimes feel that they can detox by actually going on a fast and doing, for example, no, a master no, cleanse. No. Uh, the master no, cleanse. No, we, and I yeah, I don't no. think if you have a hypothyroid uh, issue, you no, definitely no, no, should no, not no. fast. No, that's why I keep. Prefacing scientific treatment, <laughs> scientific treatment, and I keep mentioning the seven topics. And we're going to go. I'll answer this last question, then we're going to go. I'll, I'll go right into it. Why those okay. cleanses don't work? And um, the last thing I think it was about pulse pressure, right? She has high pulse pressure. Uh, yes, you were talking about yeah, high so pulse basically, pressure. Basically, basically for for those who are not familiar, pulse pressure is uh, is is just basically the difference between systolic and diastolic pressure. So, for example, when you go measure your blood pressure, you'll have two numbers: the systolic number, which is when the heart contracts, uh, uh, that's your high number. That'll be like 120 millimeters of mercury. And then the second number we call the diastolic pressure. Uh, that's when the heart relaxes, and that gives us the, our second number, which could be you know 65, 70, whatever that number is, uh, millimeters of mercury. Pulse pressure is when you when you subtract those two from each other. So when you subtract the first one from the second one, and you you get a number. So that number we can classify as 
being too low or the number can be too high. So, for example, if your BP is 120 over 70, your pulse pressure, you subtract 120 from 70, it gives you 50. So your pulse, pre- your pulse pressure is 50, which is considered above, you know, about, about, about normal. Uh, uh, when you have, if it's below... Uh, say, uh, you know, I, I think it's 20 or 25. If it's all 20 or 25, and I don't remember the number exactly right now, uh, you know, uh, a low pulse pressure is indicative of, and basically that's just, and what that measures is, you know, what is the volume of blood coming out of the heart? And, and that could be because of, say, like something like congestive heart failure, we're not getting enough blood flow throughout the body. The, there isn't enough perfusion. A, a high pulse pressure could be, you know, this is when the number is quite high, when it goes over 80, uh, 100, the differential. So, you know, uh, when you have, uh, for example, 120 over uh, 30 would give you 90. Well, you know, that sounds odd, that pressure right there. So the, the pulse would be, uh, pulse pressure would be high. And those could be conditions, you know, we see that in uh, aortic valve regurgitation. We could see that in cases like hyperthyroidism, uh, tachycardia, uh, so this is, anyways, that's the definition of, of, of pulse pressure. Uh, I, I, the numbers, I'm, I might be off a little bit because I just can't remember every single number. But um, uh, uh, the question is whether detoxification can help with that. Yes, yes. Uh, you know, I think this is a more complex issue that needs to be understood more thoroughly by your physician or cardiologist where they have to find out what it is that's causing that pulse pressure to begin with. So you need to find a condition before you even even embark on a detox program for that. So, uh, okay. uh, you know, I, I, that's the direction I would go. So, okay, so now let's get into detoxification. Well, <laughs> I, I do I do want to do that, but we have a caller on hold who would like to get okay. in touch with you as well. So maybe that will be the, 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 the million-dollar question about detoxing. <laughs> okay, uh, go caller, good morning. Thanks for tuning in today. You're live with Dr. Gaetano Morello. What is your name, and how can we help you, please? Yes, this is Ted. And, Hi, Ted. Um, I just uh, I had a couple of things I'd like to... Um, the doctor to comment on. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that you've pointed out is the uh, the uh, importance of the stomach acid. Yes. And uh, one of the things that I've noticed over um, the last several probably decades is that we've had this hysteria about removing salt from the diet. And according to uh, Dr. Uh, Joel Wallach, the uh, eliminating salt from the diet is really something that uh, interferes with the body's ability to form stomach acid. Uh, he contends that the chloride uh, ion of sodium chloride salt is essential for the body to produce uh, proper levels of stomach acid. And I also think he's on the right track there in another way because um, iodine had uh, traditionally been supplemented into the diet through salt and by eliminating salt, you also eliminate a source of iodine. And I think that has led to a, a situation where we have people that are on the verge of having... Um, Hypothyroidism. Uh, thyro- right, where the thyroid gland just does not have proper levels of iodine yeah. to function properly. And I'd like to hear your doctor's comments on that. All right. Well, thanks, Dad. Okay, well, I mean, for with the salt, I mean, the, one of the... I mean, one of the issues in America is that we have excessive amount of salt, like like you you, you stated. And when we look at the diet, we do. There's a lot of salt in the diet. Um, so, um, in in my uh, view, we we do overconsume 
uh, salt. I mean, there's. I mean, we do have. We do need salt. Salt is important. Without salt, I mean, salt is an important. Sodium chloride is an important, uh, uh, important minerals that we need, as you as you uh, uh, clearly stated, to to produce hydrochloric acid to produce all sorts of other things. But uh, I don't believe that it's the low salt. The the fact that we we don't eat enough salt that's producing the low stomach acid. The, there's the, the issue has been. Uh, uh, and you know the mainstream always talks about the fact that we we have too much acid. But the issue is really the antacids that we put in the in, into the into the gut that creates this low acid environment. It really is stems from that and the levels of stress stimulating the sympathetic response that shuts down all sorts of systems in the gut. These are really uh, contributing factors. When we look at salt, really there's more of an overconsumption of salt than an underconsumption of salt, and that's pretty well across the board. I mean, we, we, we just u- utilize a lot of it, and it's really be- people that consume a lot of fast foods, and fast foods have salt is used in everything. And so, you know, there is a, 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 a healthy consumption of salt, and there is a, a, an overconsumption of salt. And when you look at it, when we look at the gamut of the population in my 20 years, you know, uh, if you ask me the question, how many of your patients had low salt consumption? You know, I, I, I can't say that uh, many of them have. If you ask me how many of your patients have an, a, a stomach acid problem, <laughs> lots of them have. Is it due to, to, to salt intake? I have to say no. It wasn't because of salt intake. And how do I know that? Because I've adjusted those issues without changing salt intake. So, uh, you know, from a clinical perspective from my clinical experience in, in my 20 years in practice and all those and I and and, and 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 you know I work on everybody digestive tract everybody comes in the first thing I do is digestion that's the first thing I do with everybody so and I try to uh, uh, improve digestive function by improving hydrochloric acid production and I've never changed anybody's salt pattern to do that uh, so what that tells me is from the group that I've done in the last 20 years, patients, and it's been thousands of them, you know, that hasn't been the issue. Uh, the issue has been uh, uh, other things, other, other, other contributing factors. Um, not that low salt intake doesn't cause that, but uh, there, there's been a whole bunch of other issues creating that. But now, I also think, to- yeah, I, I, I want to jump on that if you don't mind. I, I think also that, uh, um, Ted, that the, there is a difference between the salt and, for example, mineral salts. If you look at trace minerals as they appear in the salt lake and there are products available for that, we can naturally increase the, the salts that are very nutritious for all the cells in our body and for our digestion by taking a, a, a salt complex as they are produced naturally through our minerals uh, that we find in the ocean. So, and, and, and as I say, also in the Salt Lake, where you have about a six to eight times the concentration of, of, of minerals as you find in the ocean. Uh, Dr. Morello, would you uh, agree with that? Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I mean, instead of just doing salt always on your food, there are other ways to, uh, to increase a natural salt that will be much more balanced and beneficial for you. Now, the All other right, question thanks. was about iodine, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah, what about, I, I, I'm sorry, because I, I forgot the question. Well, the iodine, he was, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I, I just, the point was, if we're reducing our salt intake, and that's how traditionally we've relied upon getting iodine into the body, um, if we're reducing the salt intake, we're also reducing the iodine intake and perhaps causing a problem with the thyroid. 
Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, there, there's, I mean, obviously, uh, 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 you know, an iodine, and you know, when you look at why uh, some of us have lower intakes of iodine than others, uh, you know, an iodine comes in all sorts of different uh, uh, formats. I mean, there's potassium iodide, there's uh, sodium iodide. I mean, there there are numbers of different types. You know, really, it's the way that you know the, the changes in, in in the growth practices in farming that that's occurred in the last. Uh, 60, 70 years has changed that, and that's some of the reasons why some of us, because not all of us have this, some of us have this uh, low iodine content that can cause, obviously, hypothyroidism. But when you analyze it even further, what you find, again, this has to do with uh, chemical toxicities in the environment that are interfering also with the binding of iodine at, at the thyroid level. So you can have chemicals that are actually coming into the thyroid gland not because of a deficiency, and there are those deficiencies, but because it impedes the production of thyroid hormone in the thyroid gland. So hmm. this is one of the contributing factors that we haven't really addressed, and that's one of the things I try to address in the concept of understanding what detoxification and cleansing is all about, is really understanding these chemicals that are inside the body that are interfering with the production of T3, just like, for example, you know, we talked about the, uh, the uh, 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 people that were losing weight where their T3 levels were dropping. Well, is one of the contributing factors in that T3 level dropping the, the pesticides that were being released that were interfering with T3 production, which causes hyperthyroidism? So is that a, is that a factor? Yeah, that's a factor. So there's it's not only that we're not getting enough, it's the chemicals, too many of those chemicals that are interfering with the production of these hormones. This is, the, this is, this is a big, big aspect of it. And, and you can say, and you can also ask the question, well, how come some people are fine, other people aren't? Because of the body's, of the differential from one person to the other and the body's ability to get rid of chemicals. Uh, uh, Bob may have a, a, you may be able to get rid of certain chemicals, I may be able to get rid of certain other chemicals, depending on our makeup in these enzymes in the, in, in, in the liver. Uh, and, and it's a very complex system of the, of the phase one and phase two detox systems that really predicates all this stuff. Mm. So it's more okay. complex than, than just, you know, we lack iodine in a diet. There, there's more to it than that. Because right. we can and you're, that. Go ahead. Yes, sir. I'm, I'm sorry, go ahead. Um, so basically, detoxification is very beneficial to the body because it makes everything more available that our bodies yeah, need. Yeah, you know what, that, that's, that's, that's an interesting look at it. Yeah. Basically, detoxification, by reducing body burning, by reducing your exposure to chemicals circulating, you improve the body's ability to do things, to function better. For example, uh, think about energy. What is energy production? Energy production is this. It's taking oxygen, it's taking sugar, it's taking coenzyme Q10, ribose, and producing your energy molecule called ATP. That occurs in every single cell of your body in these little organelles, these energy-producing factories called mitochondria. Your heart cells have over 3,000 of them per cell. Your muscle cells have about 350 of them per cell. These are the energy-producing centers. Now, if you have chemicals in your body, they can actually interfere with that production of, of that ATP, that energy molecule. Think about all the people that are fatigued. Is one of the reasons why they're fatigued is because 
this process, which we call cellular respiration, is occurring because of interfering patterns? Yes, this is a contributing factor. We, we can show that. So we have these interferences from all these different chemicals, and one of those interferences could be thyroid production, thyroid hormone production, because we've actually shown that to be the case in people that have high levels of organochlorides in their bloodstream, which is a, which is a pesticide. So by, 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 by reducing, and you know, and the word detoxification, you know, uh, you know we have to use that, <laughs> like I'm using that, but really it's not, it's kind of a misnomer because it's more involved than that. Really, the word that I, I, we need to be using is body burden. If we reduce body burden, which is the total amount of chemicals present in the body in any given moment, can we improve all these other patterns? My answer to that is absolutely a lot of things can be improved if we reduce overall body burden. And the only way we can do that is, one, to minimize the exposure you have to chemicals, and two, to improve your body's ability to get rid of those chemicals. If we do those two things, we reduce body burn, and logically, from a logical perspective, everything should function better. Yeah. So, and this is the kind of, so you see, like, detoxification is really a lot involved in it. Absolutely. So we, if we can get to that level and we can start learning, and that's why I say education is so critical. It really is important. What, what is critical? Education. Oh, education, yes, and, and I, you know, I agree and, with you. The and scientific. these infomercials and these people that are going on these fasts and, and, and this fast and that fast, these things are detrimental to the body because you're releasing enormous amount of chemical toxins from, from the adipose tissue, and if you can't bind them, if you can't get rid of them, they're going to have very detrimental effects on your body. So detoxification can be very dangerous. Yeah. Well, uh, Ted, I hope that we answered your question correctly. We had to uh, we had to cut you off because there was some disturbances on the line. I do have an email from somebody, from Janet. Janet, I don't know if we'll get to your email, but we have an also a caller on hold who would like to get involved. Caller, your name, please. How can we help you? Good uh, morning to you. Marion, I was wondering what his uh, take on um, acidity, taking like apple cider vinegar for a balance of the... The acid hydrochloric acid in the stomach? Yeah. Yes. I think we kind of touched on that a little bit earlier, but oh. uh, that's okay. Uh, Dr. Morello, uh, apple yeah, cider you know, vinegar. Uh, yeah, you know what? Apple cider vinegar is really interesting in, because you think, you know, as an acid, but, uh, you know, it has some alkaline properties when it gets absorbed into the bloodstream. So it's kind of, it's, it's kind of a, a, a two-edged sword uh, with benefits. Um so uh, one of the things that Yukovis uh, actually mentioned was that by taking the apple cider vinegar, if you have, if you have uh, sensitivity to that, uh, that means you're producing too much acid. It's an interesting test to analyze. It does kind of indicate that, but it also indicates the fact that you may have low mucin levels in the stomach as well, so you want to take some DGL to increase those mucin levels. But apple cider vinegar is interesting in that when it gets absorbed into the bloodstream, it actually has an alkalinity a forming a, a, a system where it actually can alkalize the bloodstream, which is interesting because that's one of the things we kind of want to do. And this is where some of the benefits with apple cider vinegar may be coming into play yeah. uh, because, you know, we, we've seen it uh, have benefits, but, you know, what is, how is it actually working? Uh, one of the things I always ask is why. This is why I don't condemn anything because we don't know until we, 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 we find out more research about it. But it, seem, it may be having some alkaline effect in the bloodstream. Yes. Uh, which is something we want to do because we do have a lot of acidity in the bloodstream, which is causing 
demineralization. So uh, I think it has some benefits. Yeah, and I, I also think that uh, that sometimes we talk about acid and we talk about alkaline, and everybody says, oh, acid is bad, alkaline is good. It doesn't work that way. You have no, you have three ways to check. You have your saliva, you have your blood, and you have your urine, and you cannot be alkaline in all of them. It, it, it has to be, there has to be a balance, and the body is trying to regulate it all the time because it is really in your service. And so we just need to give the body the tools to, to, to provide that service of digestion and healing and rebuilding and regenerating and to slow down aging as much as we can by, uh, by taking the right nutrients and, and, and uh, you know, uh, detox is also very important. Now, uh, thanks for that call, Mary. I appreciate it. Apple cider vinegar, good information. And if you want to read more, uh, Dr. Braggs, B-R-A-G-G-S, uh, wrote some very interesting information about uh, uh, apple cider vinegar and the therapeutic effects of apple cider vinegar. Of course, that is the raw apple cider vinegar, the unfiltered one, not just regular white-looking apple cider vinegar that has an apple on the front. Uh, that's not the same thing. Uh, I have an email. Maybe we can get it in. We have about a minute. Uh, Janet has a question. She says, I have heard from an Ayurvedic practitioner that taking digestive enzymes will prevent the body from making those enzymes on its own and that there are other ways to help the body to produce them. Uh, she says, if you take Megazyme, do you need to take it for the rest of your life? Or does it help your body balance and regenerate so that it starts producing the enzymes on its own? Great question. I, I get that question asked all the time. So I'm pretty familiar with it. Yeah. What happens is, yes, um, it does help the body get the pancreas going again. So, you know, you don't have to take them for the rest of your life. You take them and, uh, and the pancreas gets going because you're giving it that period where it can rec- recuperate. So it, it actually uh, does the opposite. Um, so it allows the pancreas to better regenerate itself and help the pancreas better produce enzymes that you need. So it, uh, it does the opposite. And remember this. Uh, is it Janet? Uh, Janet, that Janet. The, the body is always replicating itself. Your body is turning over continuously. Making, for example, your thigh gets remade in every four months. So mm. everything is regenerating itself the body continuously gets remade so the things you put in it will in, in in essence be what you become so it really is important to remember that so the pancreas also regenerates itself so by by giving it that rest period that support system it is able to regenerate itself and reproduce uh the levels of pancreatic juices that you need to digest. Well, I I think it's a great end. I know we're going to have to do another show where we really dig deep into detoxing. But Dr. Gaetano Morello, thank you so much for being with us and all the best with your research. All the best to you as well. Great great, great show and, uh, and thank you for having me. All right, folks, we'll be back next week, Saturday from 8 to 11. Talk to you then.